Amen. I'd like to welcome you to our Wednesday night service. And we won't be showing in video tonight because we're having to use our, um, our uh, equipment to show other videos that we want to present to our church in preparations for our missions revival. But I trust this message will be an encouragement to you and your family. And I trust that you'll uh, take the time to look in 2 Corinthians chapter 8 with me. 2 Corinthians chapter 8. I want to welcome those that are listening by the way of the internet. I thank you for being here as well. And uh, the title of the message is, Does God Have All of You? I, I think that's a, we, we all have to evaluate our lives. And, and really, it should be a daily thing. And, and there's been times I said, man, that, that was a waste of time right there. And, and maybe we just got to, man, that, or I just felt like I didn't get much accomplished for, for some reason or another. And, and we got to constantly be evaluating our lives, especially when it comes to living for God. And am I doing all that God wants me to do? Am I involved like I should be involved? Uh, whether it's my time, my talents, or my treasures, but does God have all of me? And, and, and that's we want all of Him, but do we give Him all of us? And uh, I, I feel like he doesn't get the, the, the better end of the deal many times. And may the Lord help us with that. In Second Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 1, it says, Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, how that in great trial of affliction... The abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded into the riches of their liberality. For to their power I bear record, yea, and beyond their power they were willing of themselves, praying us with much entreaty that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. And this they did, not as we hoped, but first gave their own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God. And we understand that God wants all of us. And he wants all of us to be involved with everything that we have. And it starts with giving of ourselves. And the place that we give God in our lives will determine how much God has of us. And uh, you, you think about Demas. The Bible says that Demas loved this present world uh, more than he loved God, uh, more than he loved the ministry, more than he loved the work of God, uh, more than, than, than he loved his walk and, and, and relationship with God. And it was evidenced by his actions. And, and that's why it's good for us to take the time to, to do a little homework assignment, if you would, and, and to, to evaluate where are we with the Lord in our walk with the Lord? And number one, I'd like for you just to take a, a few moments and go home and and uh, and think about your finances and and see what you give to the Lord and how much you keep for yourself. And that'll let you know how much God has of you. I'll just tell you right there how much of you of all that you have is available to the Lord and you can either give out of the abundance uh, uh, and, and, and not give much even in the eyes of God and many people do that and I'm glad they give but they give out of their abundance they're, they're not sacrificially giving and, and, uh, and they're not trusting God they're just giving out of the extra that's just laying around and I don't know too many people that have extra but maybe you do but, but then some people 
people give out of their want and they give more than anybody else. The widow who gave two mites, she gave more than anyone else that day. Why? Because she made everything she had available to the Lord. And she gave cheerfully and she also gave by faith. So you don't turn loose of your last two mites unless you're trusting God to supply your needs. You know, God requires that all Christians be good stewards of their finances. And you do need to lay up for a rainy day. And you do need to plan for certain events of this life. But all those things cannot take the place of trusting God to supply all our need according to His riches. Not only do you need to evaluate your finances, but you need to evaluate your time schedule. Outside of work and for adults and school for the young people, even young people that, that work now. and uh, Hey, you, you need to look at what you're spending your time doing versus how much time you actually spend with the Lord. And if you're retired as well, then you, what preoccupies the majority of your day? It'll just let you know how much God has of you. You know, people will inconvenience themselves to get to a restaurant earlier than they would really like to eat just so that they can beat the crowds. I mean, you think about it, that's what they'll do. They're willing to sacrifice some of their wants or their preferences just in order to get somewhere so that they can beat the crowds. People will get to a certain sporting event early. Why? So they can find a good parking space and, and they can get to their favorite seat on that 50-yard line there for American football and, 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 and or, or else they, and they'll just sit around for hours. They'll sit around for an hour or two and, and just wait for the event to start. I just wonder what if we as Christians had that same desire about coming to the house of the Lord. I'm going to tell you, look at your time. And it'll tell you how much of you God really has. How much time do we spend with the Lord each day, each week, and each month? It'd do us good to evaluate these things. And our missions given and our faith promise given goes toward all of our soul winning efforts. We support foreign missionaries. We support missionaries at home. We give out gospel tracts and gospel mailers are mailed out weekly from this church and to our, our community here that has over 100,000 homes within 20 minutes driving of this church. Uh, there's over 100,000 homes that we reach uh, every week. We reach a certain amount every week with gospel mailers. Uh, and we have our buses our bus ministry where we go out and, and we go and we, we uh, speak with children and families and encourage them to, to be saved and then, then also to bring them to church so they can hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, we also use our missions given for our missions revival. And, and, and on and on, I could go on with different things that we do around here. But tonight, uh, we're going to be highlighting the bus ministry. And uh, we, we've had to, we, we we're at the point now where we've had to start bringing many of our children into our second service because we're just running out of room for them to be in their individual classes. And, and I thank God because we still have plenty of room for growth. 
plenty of room. And these young people need to hear preaching. A young man trusted Christ as a Savior two weeks ago. And this past Sunday, he was in his place at church, sitting on the third row, second or third row back, saying amen on cue. I mean, right at the right times, he knew when to say amen. He knew when to raise his hand. And I mean, he came and he got in to the preaching. He enjoyed the preaching of God's Word. And, and I tell you, that's an encouragement. I, I like to have that young man here every service at church. I'd love for him to be here. I'd put him in that amen corner. But in 1 Corinthians one twenty one, it says, For after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching, not teaching, but preaching, to save them that believe. For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block, and unto the Greeks a foolishness. These young people that we bring into our church, and we're highlighting the bus ministry tonight, but that these young people that we bring in, that many of them do not have a church background. They don't come from homes where their parents are raising them in church because most likely they would not be riding our bus. But these young people, they need to learn the hymns. They need to learn how to find the hymns inside the hymn book and to stand and to sing with all their heart for the glory of God. They need to learn how to act in church. They need to learn how to worship in spirit and in truth decently and in order. Oh, they also need to see men and women that are dressed for church. And I ask the young men when they come in, I say, hey, you got to take your hat off, bud. And many of them know it now. It's just got the routine. They'll take their hat off when they walk into church. And if they're wearing a hoodie, it's, hey, you got to remove that hood there and you got to take that off. Why? Because you're in the house of God. And, and uh, you know, many things are learned by hearing and seeing. And, and most of these children choose to come to church. Nobody's forcing them to come. They want to be in church. They want to be here. They want something genuine. And it's imperative that we as members here at our church keep trusting God and keep praying for laborers. As a way of introduction, I'd like for us to go over a few videos to show us where we are now in the bus ministry and what God has in store for us if we'll just stay faithful uh, to Him. And, uh, and if He tarries His soon return, this is where God would want us to be. And for those of you that are listening, by the way, on the Internet, I'm, I'm going to kind of cut you off now and bring you back right after, right after that. And, uh, and then we, you'll be able to get back with us there with the rest of the message, okay? So we're going to show the videos here at church, but then I'm going to let you come back in after that. And, uh, and back in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, it says that they gave beyond their power, and they were willing of themselves. Why? Because they were surrendered to the Lord. God had their hearts as God pressed on them to give. They just trusted the Lord to supply their own needs. Hey, they, they got a hold of a burden. They got a hold of something that God was trying to do somewhere else. Not even in their midst, but they got a burden for that. And they were willing to sacrifice so that others could have what they had. These folks were not giving out of their abundance, but they were giving out of an abundance of joy and out of deep poverty. 
And before they gave any money, the Bible says they first gave their own selves to the Lord. That means God had all of them. I've heard lost people say about the, the pastor at times, well, all that pastor wants down there is money. No, God wants you to give of yourself to Him. God is not after your money. He's after your heart. And if He's got your heart, then He won't have any problem with anything else. Paul is going to encourage the Corinthians to do the same as those that in Macedonia, those that's been highlighted here in these first five verses of 2 Corinthians chapter 8. But let's pick up in verse 7 now. It says, Therefore, as ye abound in everything, in faith, in utterance, in knowledge, and in all diligence, and in your love to us, see that ye abound in this grace also. I speak not by commandment, but by occasion of the forwardness of others, and to prove the sincerity of your love. For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. And herein I give my advice, for this is expedient for you who have begun before not only to do, but also to be forward a year ago. Now therefore perform the doing of it, that as there was a readiness to will, so there may be a performance also out of that which ye have. For if there be first a willing mind, it is accepted according to that a man hath, and not according to that he hath not." For I mean not that other men by ease be eased or ye burden, but by an equality that now at this time your abundance may be a supply for their want, that their abundance also may be a supply for your want, that there may be equality. Our greatest example of giving is found in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. In verse 9 it says, For ye know, ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. Paul encourages them to abound in this grace of giving also. Jesus became poor so that I could become rich in him. He gave it all so that you and I could have everything. But right here's the question, how much does God really have of us? Are we surrendered? Are we yielded? Are we willing? Are we busy laboring in the harvest? Are we praying for the Lord to, to send forth more laborers? You know, he, he didn't ask people that weren't involved to pray. He asked people that were involved to pray for more laborers. The disciples were already laboring. See, and if you're not involved, then God wants you to become involved so that you can pray for more laborers to come into the field. You see, the Lord is going to be sending out, sending His labors our way. We've got three missionary, four missionaries coming in the month of October to, to come to our church, and He's sending labors our way. And there's a great need here in Myrtle Beach. There's no doubt about it. And, and God has met the need here and supplied us with all that we need to get the job done. But right here's the thing, we can always do more. You know, we support missionaries and, and, um, 
I think we have 33 missionaries now. We're praying to take on four more. And, and all that costs money. And God has provided for these four already. But there's so much more that we can do. And, and, and what is God trying to do through this missions revival? He, he, and, and how He's going to speak to our hearts is going to set the bar for what we're going to trust God for and able to do more for Him in regards to our outreach efforts next year. It costs to run buses. It costs to buy gospel mailers and send them out every week. Uh, I, I tell you, there's a, there's a cost to all these things. And if we're surrendered and if we're yielded, if we give of ourselves first to the Lord and if we're willing, there's no tellings what God will do with us. Uh, through us and, and for us and, 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 and far above anything that we could ever imagine or think. The first thing that God wants from us, though, is ourselves. And if we're not available to the Lord, then that's where we need to start our giving tonight. If you're not willing of yourself, giving of yourself, then that's where you need to start. I'm not looking to, to, to ask to get in your pocketbooks. I'm asking you to give yourself to the Lord. Your time, your talents and treasures to Him. After we've given of ourselves, and we will trust God to provide for us to give so that we can become laborers together with God. See, if you're not giving, then you're not laboring. And that's where it needs to start. You, you need to be giving of yourself. Does God have all of you? What are we willing to trust God for in order to get the message out, to get the gospel message out to our community and to help other laborers in the fields where God has called them? Faith promise giving is this, is simply trusting God to provide a certain amount for each one of us to give unto the Lord for our mission outreach above the tithe and offering. And here's the big question. After I always said all this, after watching the videos... How much of us does God really have? What lines have we drawn where we've told God, I'm not going there, or I won't do this, or I won't give of myself, or I won't give of my finances, or my schedule, or my time, or, or what? Lord, there's just certain things. Now, I'm willing to do all this for that, but Lord, when it comes to your work, I, I, I've got boundaries, and I, I've set up lines, but yet we're willing to do everything else. Lord, have mercy on us. we got things backwards. What else could God do with our church, with each one of us, if we'd just be totally surrendered to Him and give of ourselves willingly, first of all? You know, when we don't trust God to provide for us to give above the tithe and offering and give to faith promised missions, then we're robbing others of what they could have in Christ. And that's what Paul's telling the Corinthians. You're robbing others. You're not just robbing God, but you're robbing others. Back to our homework assignment. Would you, would you at least prayerfully consider evaluating what you have and where it's going? I mean, I'm talking about from your finances to your time to how much God has of you and has of your family. Would you at least be willing to prayerfully evaluate that? As a church, let's ask God to just help us trust Him more. Why? So that He'll use us more. Let's ask God to help us be an example 
to other believers. And for that, we can't do that in our own power. We need His help. We need to dedicate ourselves more to Him. We need to make ourselves more available to Him. We, we need to make more of our time and resources available to the, the Lord's work. Maybe, maybe you're underneath the sound of my voice and maybe you just need to invest more in heaven tonight. Maybe you've done a good job of investing down here and, and, uh, and, and God has blessed your efforts, but now what are you doing to invest in heaven? H how much of what you have here will you be able to see again? Because you, you know what they say. They say you can't take nothing with you, but you sure can invest in eternity. You can lay up treasures ahead in heaven that you'll see again, that you'll meet again. And may the Lord help us to be yielded Unto him. May the Lord help us to be first willing to give of ourselves and to do it with joy. Hey, it's a joy to serve the Lord. And I want to thank you for tuning in to the message and those that are listening by the way of the internet. And I trust this message will encourage you. And I know this is just particular to our church a little bit, but the, but the God's words for everybody. And we can all do more for him. And I encourage you right where God's put you to do more for Him, to trust Him, to do more for Him, not only now, but as He tarries His soon return, let's just be faithful. Let's keep serving Him with all that we have.